Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. We just wrapped up a three-part mini-series called Fat to Fit, to go through how we can transition from where we are now to a fitter, happier version of ourselves without extremes, without crash dieting, and without being miserable or obsessed, as many of us are, when we diet. And that's kind of what I'm all about. And I know that that's how people want to create their transformation, right? Without the extremes, without the yo-yo, without the all or nothing approach. But the how, like that's what I want, but how do I get there? How do I do that? That can be really overwhelming. So if you have not yet listened to parts one through three, I definitely want you to do that before listening to today's episode because today I'm going to be answering questions about parts one, two, three, and they're not going to make a whole lot of sense if you haven't listened to part one, part two, or part three. So in part one, we talked about fear, like fear of change, fear of failure, And if fear is holding you back, whether it's fear of missing out or anything at all, you might not get started at all because you're so caught up in your head about what might happen or what might be hard or how you might not make it, how you might give up. So we talk about fear and we also talked about nutrition, how you can make small adjustments to what you are eating based on where you are right now today and make those small adjustments in a way that triggers your body to allow fat burning, which is what we want, right? And then in part two, we talked about the mindset side of things. I think that is the good stuff because it is the mental barriers, the excuses, the emotion, the self-doubt, the frustration that get in the way of us being consistent with those nutritional adjustments we know we need to make and make more consistently. And then in part three, which was just this last episode a couple of days ago, we got very tactical about efficient exercise for fat loss. And I shared what I consider to be the three pillars of highly effective workouts when our goal is fat loss, right? And over the three episodes, I shared with you two free free resources that I feel will really help get you started, right? Two free resources and one not free resource. And I'm going to link to all three on the show notes page for today's episode. So if you didn't grab those yet, I'll tell you what they are. All you got to do now is go to primalpotential.com. Right on the homepage, you'll see a button at the top that says podcast. And when you hit that button, all the show notes pages are right there in order of what was most recent. So just hit the link for episode 161, which is today's episode. So the two free resources, one is the 100 fat loss meal ideas, right? Because making 
changes to your eating habits can feel really overwhelming when you don't know what to eat, right? You just feel stuck or you feel like you're just eating the same things over and over again and you're getting bored. So that is 100 fat loss meal ideas with over 30 recipes that are easy, that are fat loss friendly to kind of take the guesswork out and the pressure off. The second freebie I mentioned in the last episode, so the third installment, which is efficient fat loss friendly workouts that you can do at home, some of which require no equipment at all and others which require minimal equipment. And I link to some inexpensive things you can have at home, like a jump rope, to make fat loss workouts really fast and easy and effective. And then the not free resource is my Breaking Barriers course. And I talked in the mindset episode about how I selfishly created this course because I needed it personally, right? And since then, hundreds of other people who, I feel like a lot of people are like me in this way that like sometimes the negativity and the doubt and the yo-yo dieting mindset of all or nothing really trips me up. And even though I know better, I still fall into those things. And so I created Breaking Barriers because I needed that help myself and I still go through it every six to eight weeks. And now so many other people are like, oh, this is exactly what I needed. And it all is put together to help you answer things like, how and why am I sabotaging myself? And then it gives you practically tools, practically practical tools to help you overcome those things. So all those three links are going to be on the show notes page for episode 161 over at primalpotential.com. You guys know, obviously, that I, and if you don't know, listen, doesn't want to tell you, I love when you send your questions. Because I realize you could send your questions to anybody, or you could just not ask at all and wonder. And it just makes me really happy that you ask me and you wanna know and you trust my thoughts and opinions. So I wanna take our time together today to answer some of the questions that you have related to parts one through three of this little fat to fit mini series that we're just now wrapping up. So in part one, I want to lay the backstory here. I talked about how there's essentially like two metabolic modes in your body, two metabolic states that you are in. And you're always in one or the other, but you're never in both. And that is anabolic and catabolic or fuel delivery and processing versus fuel breakdown. And I explained that if you think of your body like a storage unit, when you eat a meal, That's like the moving truck coming to the storage unit with stuff to be unpacked, right? The point was that when your body is metabolizing what you just ate, breaking it down, using it for energy, taking the extra stuff to be stored either in your muscle tissue or your fat tissue, when that is happening, you're not burning fat. You're not burning fat because your body doesn't need to. Your body only burns fat when it needs fuel. And if there's actively fuel being processed from something you just ate, your body doesn't need to burn fat, so it's not going to. There's no, like, goodwill fat burning that happens, right? And just like you can't throw a ball up and down at the same time, it's always going either up or coming back down, you can't be in an anabolic state and a catabolic state at the same time. So a really great question came in, and I want to take a few minutes to address it. So a young lady wrote in, and she said, so does this mean that every time I eat, I'm putting my body into fat storing mode? And the answer to that is no. 
No, it doesn't mean that. It can mean that, but no, by default, you're not in fat storing mode every time you eat. It's a great question. Let me explain, all right? There's a difference between an anabolic state, building up fuel delivery, right, and just plain packing on body fat. There is a difference between metabolism and fat storing. Just because your body is busy breaking down what you've most recently eaten, taking energy it needs and storing extra that it doesn't need, does not mean that your body is storing body fat, okay? Let's use a really basic example to prove this. Let's say you wake up in the morning and you've been fasting overnight. You haven't eaten anything, let's say since eight o'clock last night and it's now seven o'clock in the morning and you have an egg. Your body responds with like, sweet, fuel, we needed that, right? Your body has ongoing fuel needs for obvious things like your heart beating, your eyes blinking, your blood pumping, your lungs processing oxygen and carbon dioxide, your liver filtering toxins, stuff like that. So when you eat, the body first wants to get the energy it needs for all that good stuff that's happening in the background. And then on top of that, there's healing recovery, repair, hormone production, growth, things we take for granted, like our hair growing, that requires energy, right? That energy comes from the food we eat. Our nails growing, walking up and down the stairs at home, all of these things that we do take energy. So when you eat and your body is processing what you've eaten for energy, you're often fueling, first and foremost, your body's basic energy needs, right? Breaking down the fuel and using it for whatever your body needs it for in that moment. There's not always extra. When there is extra, when we eat beyond our body's energy needs, that gets stored. Now, does that mean it gets stored as fat? No, not necessarily, right? Many, 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 many episodes ago, episode nine, actually, to be exact, I did an episode called Carb Spillover. Now, iTunes, unfortunately, has made the business decision to only show the last 100 episodes of a podcast. So if you're curious about episode nine, the way you can do it is listen to it from primalpotential.com. You can either stream it directly from that podcast tab or you can download it. All of the episodes are downloadable on primalpotential.com, but episode nine is a really, really good one, okay? So it explains that just because you consume extra doesn't necessarily mean that that gets stored as body fat. And in episode nine, the example that I talk about is with carbohydrates, okay? So we'll use that example here, but if you're curious about more, definitely listen to episode nine, zero, zero, nine. So when we consume carbs, First, during metabolism, your body is going to meet its immediate energy needs, functions of the body, movement, that sort of thing, right? Then, when there is extra, the first option is that the extra glucose gets stored in the liver or the muscle tissue. There is limited storage space for glucose, which is a building block of carbohydrates, in your liver and your muscle tissue. And this can be easily accessed. So it's easy to go in for storage. It's easy to come out when your body needs energy, right? 
but it is limited. So it does fill up. You can easily max out your liver and muscle storage for glucose. It's a relatively small storage capacity. When it is full and there's still extra, your body begins to use the extra glucose to generate fat and store it in your unlimited storage space, which is your body fat. So the determining factors as to whether you're just in like breakdown metabolism usage mode or you're in storage mode or you're in fat storage mode depends on a number of factors. And tons of people are like, well, how do I know? How do I know if I'm in fat storing mode or not? Simply put, what's happening to your body? right? What is happening to your waist and your hip circumference, which is a really great way to know, am I burning fat? Am I putting fat on? Am I maintaining? Right? Get naked. Get naked and look at your body or take these measurements. Waist and hip circumference is really a great way to do this. It doesn't have to be complicated. So the extent of storage and the location or the type of the storage depends on how much we eat, how much extra is there left over, right? How much we eat determines, are we just meeting our body's fuel needs and then going back to our body having to break down stored fat for energy? Or are we eating a lot more than what our body needs? How frequently do we eat, right? That has a role in this too. How active are we? The more active we are, the higher our body's overall energy needs plus our general metabolic rate. Some people just have more active metabolisms and the reality of the situation is that the more we yo-yo diet, and I'm gonna talk about this in a second, the more we yo-yo diet, the more we slow our metabolic rate. And then of course, what we eat plays a factor here too because the glucose has the ability to be stored in this short-term storage. Excess protein can be converted to glucose and then stored in the muscle tissue. Um, but certain things are more likely to be stored as fat than others. And the carbohydrates are certainly a real sensitive area here. Now the flip side of this question is, if I am fasting, am I automatically in fat burning mode? No you are not automatically in fat burning mode just because you are fasting. This is the danger of cutting calories and thinking that if you just don't give your body enough fuel, it's gonna like do you a favor and burn fat. And I'm gonna keep this answer pretty simple because I've gone into this in a lot of detail before, especially at the very beginning of 2016 in the Fat Loss Basics series, okay? So if you are fasting, you are not necessarily burning fat. You might be, but you might not be. Remember that when your body is not getting enough energy via the food you eat, your body has options. The most common one is it acts as if there is an emergency situation and it reduces your energy usage and therefore your energy needs. This is kind of like wanting to save money on your electric bill. So you increase the temperature on the thermostat so that the AC doesn't kick on as much. Your body can do this too, and it does, and it will. Downshifts everything so you don't use as much energy. This is lowering your metabolic rate. That's your body being smart. Cutting calories doesn't outsmart your body. Your body outsmarts you. And meanwhile, it sounds these hormonal alarms that you experience as low energy, hunger, and cravings. So that's the first option. The second is you could be burning muscle tissue. 
if you're fasting and that further lowers your metabolic rate this is one of the primary reasons that people tend to put weight back on so incredibly fast after dieting because they were burning precious muscle tissue and they've lowered their overall metabolic rate and then of course option three is maybe you're burning body fat how can you tell your body will tell you. This is why I'm such a huge fan of progress pictures, of looking at yourself naked, and of taking measurements, especially of your waist circumference and your hip circumference. Gentlemen, you can certainly do just like a general um, belly, abdomen uh, circumference, but for women, hips at the widest point and waist at the most narrow point are a great way to tell. And I'm going to link in the show notes to episode nine, which is that carb spillover episode. Before we move on to the mindset and quiz, uh, whoa, I just totally got my tongue tied there. Before we move on to the fitness questions and the mindset questions, I want to lump together a whole series of questions. And I know I've answered similar questions before, but these are really, really important. So thank you for your patience. If you've heard me weigh in on these before, I didn't want them to go unanswered. There have been so many questions along the lines of, strategy. Elizabeth, what do you think about ketosis or cheat meals or carb cycling or intermittent fasting, right? And the reality, guys, is there is no one size fits all to these answers. And anybody that tries to claim that there is, I think that they are misleading you. So there are a couple of ways to identify. The real question isn't, does X work or is X stupid? It's, does X work for you? Okay, the question is not, is ketosis an efficient way to burn fat? Is cheat meal uh, a good strategy for fat loss? Is carb cycling effective for fat loss? The question is, is carb cycling effective for fat loss for you? Is ketosis effective for fat loss for you? There is no one size fits all, but I want to give you a couple of ways to answer that question. Is it effective for you? All right. So first, I want you to think about, is it a forever strategy for you? Is it something you can see yourself doing every day or most days for the rest of your life happily, right? Because if you can't, then you cannot expect to sustain the results even if you get great results. It's kind of like if you commit to a particular training program so that you can run a marathon, Well, that's great, but you no longer have the ability to run the marathon once you give up the training, you know? So that's the first factor. Can you do this every day or most days and enjoy it for the rest of your life? The second factor is, how does your body respond to it? And not just in terms of fat loss, although that's really important. What is happening to your body fat as you do this? But are you able to be consistent? How's your energy? Are you hungry all the time? People's bodies will respond very differently. You know, for some people, a ketogenic diet is a dream come true. They're not hungry. They're burning fat. They have tons of energy and they love the food they're eating. Does this mean that it's a good solution for you? No. Some people are miserable. They have no energy. They feel like they've been hit by a bus and they hate the food and miss their favorites. The same thing with carb cycling, right, which is like a really low carb day and a really high carb day or a really low carb week versus a really high carb week. And I'll use myself as an example here. It's too complicated for me. 
It takes up too much time and mental energy, right? I don't want it to be complicated. And when I have periods of like higher carb, if I was doing a carb cycling kind of approach with some high carb days and some low carb days, on those high carb days, I have more cravings. I notice that my fat loss rate slows down and I have way less energy. Now, some people have the opposite response. When we only spend time reading 17 other people's opinions and 14 different blog posts and listening to four different podcasts, it's like you could have your own answer already. You could have already figured out the only feedback that matters, and that's the feedback from your body. It doesn't have to be confusing, and we don't have to get caught up with the strategy beyond eat real food and listen to your body. Watch your body because it has all the answers. Let's kind of shift gears here and tackle a big question about the mindset side of things. Because you can know what to eat all day long and not make those choices because of your limiting beliefs, your fear of missing out, your negativity, emotion, on and on and on. And I got an email that essentially said, I know, I get it, I need to change the way I think, I understand that, but my problem is that I just keep quitting. I just keep giving up. And I understand that on again, off again approach, but I really want to change the way you think about that. Like, I really, really, really want to change the way you think about that I'm either on or I'm off. Let's discuss this. Let's dissect it. What does it mean to you when you say you give up? You made a choice or a series of choices that aren't aligned with your goals. You didn't follow your plan. Why does that mean giving up? That's not what giving up means to me. Guys, life is a forward path. There is no backwards. Even if you put weight on, even if you regain 20 pounds and you originally lost 15, you didn't move backwards. You're only going forward. Life only moves forward. Sure, okay, you missed a moment or a series of moments or many, many, many series of moments of progress, but does that mean you quit, right? Giving up isn't a real thing unless you die because every single second is a new start. Seriously, every single second is a new start. Life only moves forward. Maybe you have periods of motivation and periods of apathy. That's okay. That's something to work on, but if you If you're telling yourself you keep quitting, like, no, you're not. That's not what this is. Life only moves forward. Maybe you're not making progress the way you want to make progress, but there is no on or off unless that's how you choose to see it. And I would challenge you that that perspective isn't really serving you. I did an episode maybe a couple of months ago on the difference between starting strong versus staying strong, right? You're not taking five steps forward, and then if you lose your balance, you have to go all the way back to the beginning. This isn't a board game. That's crazy, right? If the goal is take five steps forward and then you fall over, you stand up and you take one more step, right? If I'm at the gym and I'm doing 100 burpees over the bar for time, which means you do a burpee, you jump over the bar. You do another burpee, you jump over the bar. Over the course of 100 burpees, I can promise you that I will trip over the bar at some point in time. If I get tired or I get distracted, does that mean I have to start over from zero? Does it mean I've ruined the workout? Does it mean I quit? No, it just means I like lost my balance. I got distracted. Next, right? If I lost my balance or got distracted on 79, I'm not going back to zero. I'm not starting over. I'm just like, oh, right, refocus. 
never, never, never stop. Number 80, number 81. And then if I fall again, okay, 82. Take a second, catch your breath. Every single second brings a new choice. And guys, life only moves forward. So if your perspective is, I keep quitting, how is that serving you? Like, okay, so you didn't make a choice you're proud of. Great. It's a brand new moment right now, and you have an opportunity to make another choice. You're going to fall down. You're going to get distracted. You might get tired. That doesn't mean you're back at the beginning. You're never back at the beginning. It's not possible to go back to the beginning. Like, it's not possible. This isn't a board game. It's just not, okay? Let's talk about those fitness questions because... In the last part, part three of this Fat to Fit series, I talked about what I consider to be the three pillars of efficient fitness or exercise for fat loss to get the biggest bang for your buck. And so, of course, people are like, well, what about my spin class? What about my Zumba? I want to just be clear that, like, mm, let's say you get into a ring. You're a boxer. And you get into the ring and you're like, well, can I win the fight if I just outrun the other guy and make him chase me the whole time? Mm-hmm. You can. It doesn't mean that it's like the most effective way, but I mean, it, you you can. You absolutely can. So I want to be clear that in part three, I wasn't saying that anything other than these things are a waste or won't work for you. I was representing what is going to be most effective and the best use of your time for the greatest amount of results. But let's differentiate between doing something because we love it and doing something because we want it to be most efficient. Let's say you're going out to eat with your spouse, right? The goal isn't let's eat as fast as we can so we can get back home. Like let's be as efficient as possible. You might take a long time. You might take a detour. You might go to two or three different restaurants. Does that mean it's bad? Like, no, the goal it for some things is enjoyment. And in that case, efficiency is not your goal. Enjoyment is. So you're not eating your meal as fast as possible or picking the most fat loss friendly option. You're in it for the enjoyment. And so with some types of exercise, whether it's spin class or Zumba or whatever else, it's okay to be in it for the enjoyment. We don't have to do only those things that are most effective and most efficient. In fact, most of the times in our lives, We're doing things because we want to, because we enjoy them, because they relax us or they make us feel good or whatever it is. And so if you love Zumba, I've said this before, like go to Zumba. If you love spin, go to spin. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to harm you, but it also doesn't mean that it's most efficient. Remember, too, as we talked about in part three, that fitness for fat loss is about stimulus response. So if you've been putting your body through the same kind of workout over and over and over and over, your body knows very much what to expect. And so it's not going to get the greatest amount of response, right? When we switch things up, when we change the stimulus, when we add in new things, when we challenge our bodies in new ways, our body responds because we sort of like get our metabolism off kilter and it goes, whoa, what was that? So part of it is if you're doing something because you love it, great, do it because you love it. In all areas of life, we're not always after what is most efficient. But in this podcast, I certainly want to tell you what is most efficient. That doesn't mean that nothing else matters. Moving your body 
is great and is healthy. And if you love going for a leisure walk and just strolling around, do it because moving is good. Do it because it gets your blood pumping and your heart beating and it makes you feel better and it reduces stress hormones. That is awesome. But understand that it's a spectrum. There are things that are most efficient and effective and there are things that aren't as efficient and effective. It doesn't mean that we should drop off the things that are not just the most effective strategy because that's crazy. That means we would never do anything for the pure enjoyment of it and that's just ridiculous so anyway I want to remind you guys that if you want either of those free resources uh, either the 100 fat loss meal ideas or the workouts that you can do at home with minimal equipment for a really substantial fat loss effect you can go to primalpotential.com hit the podcast tab I will link to them all on the show notes for this episode which is 161 the other thing is if you want to learn more about breaking barriers if you have questions about is it right for you how does it work what does it include what will you get from it I'll link to all of that information on the show notes page as well. Okay, what I ate yesterday. Oh, yeah, I got, <laughs> I got a little creative. I have recently just due to traveling and different things like that. Um, but I had a can of coconut milk and I took the solids from it and I like stirred it together with a couple of tablespoons of almond butter and some raw cacao powder and rolled them into little balls kind of like I did a couple of days ago with something else. And I snacked on a couple of those before my workout because I felt like it. I woke up and I thought of them and they sounded good. So I had them with my coffee, lots of coffee. And then early midday, I had my cabbage salad bowl, which is like a massive amount of raw cabbage with some avocado and some bacon and some eggs. That was really, really good. And then dinner was Greek food, chicken, grilled chicken and grilled veggies. Super simple, but really, really tasty and probably some feta cheese in there too. I don't do a whole lot of cheese, but uh, when you're doing Greek food and there's feta, like, yeah, gotta make it happen. Anyway, I am super excited for the next topic I'm going to be tackling on the podcast on Thursday. Um, This episode airs on a Tuesday, so that'll be coming on a Thursday because this Fat to Fit series is now officially over, and I can't wait to come back with some new and different information that uh, I think you're really going to love. Talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.